Yo! What's up, everybody? Back again. Downtime with Downstar, episode 28. We're moving it, guys. <sighs> Today is Friday the 21st. The 21st, guys. That means Christmas is on, I don't know, a few days. Well, let's see. Today's the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, Tuesday. Tuesday is Christmas, Monday is Christmas Eve. Should be good though, man. We, uh, we're wrapping up all of our Christmas gifts. I hope you guys are all caught up, man. I know it's stressful, dude. Seems like the older you get, the more stressful that the holidays get for you. Just trying to like get everything ready for the kids and make sure the kids have like a good Christmas and stuff. But I really didn't want to get that stressed out this year because usually every year I'm stressed out because it's it's close by like um, Bolt Friday. And we're always like caught up with work and, and uh, backed up on orders and things like that. And I really kind of lose the holiday spirit, you know. Which is whack, man. I don't want to do that. I love the holidays. I love being able to spend time with family too because I know we really don't get to spend time with each other that much. Whether it's for like a birthday party or um, a birth. A birth. Shout out to Ross. You guys won't might know Ross. He's um, he's always on the podcast. He's done probably at least four or five episodes before. But Ross just had a little baby girl, uh, River. They just had her the day before yesterday. So it was Wednesday. So shout out to Ross and Shelly and the whole Williams family with the new baby on board. Another little beautiful girl. The Williams sisters. Shout out to the Williams sisters. But you know, we we really don't get to hang out that much. But Ashley did bring up a good point that I've been uh, I've been able to spend a lot more time with my cousins lately because of the podcast. I've been doing the podcast and you know, I, I just like to have guests on. It really doesn't I'm really not that concerned about what they do or who they are in the industry or, or what have you, you know, uh, this is all going to be practice for my communicating skills. And that's all I wanted it to be. And I just want it to be fun, you know, just sit down with people and just talk and just talk about life and thoughts and whatever they're, they're going through. Because you guys, uh, you guys got to realize that we're all going through different things, no matter if, if our paths do cross every once in a while. We're all going through different things in life and uh, you really don't know it on like a short conversation when you just, just talk to somebody briefly uh, and you talk to them and just, hey, how's everything? And of course, the, the first answer is, all, oh, it's good, man. It's good. You know, just blah, blah, blah. You use that voice. You get, oh, it's good. But everything isn't always all, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, and I know it is for me. And it's not it's not really like big issues like that we have. Looking back at it, the the biggest issues that we had this year were probably just like ungrateful people that we just don't need in our lives. And uh, I'm I'm grateful for them being in our lives so we can learn that that lesson, you know? You have to learn uh you have to learn a lesson from every situation that you go through. 
positive or negative. Negative even even more so. You got to div. You got to dig a little deeper, and you got to figure out what the reason actually was. Because if you believe that, um, if you believe that if you're a positive person and you're trying your hardest, that things are just going to work out. That's how I. That's what I believe. You know, but you have to genuinely be that person. You have to be a positive person, and you have to be somebody that that is really trying and really trying to do the best thing then nothing bad is going to happen to you you're good and even if bad things do happen you can find the lessons in it and it doesn't turn out to be a bad thing it's just all perspective man everything is perspective it's just how you look at it you could look at one thing one person could look at one thing and another person could look at it another way and uh, one can be just sad and depressed about it, and the other one could be motivated to to make those changes. And we're definitely motivated in making those changes. Um, since the uh, since we started the company and the company started getting a lot more popular, we've had a lot. Of, we've became a lot more popular, and people wanted to uh, you know be associated with with us and the company. And uh, we got to just keep our antennas up, and we got to keep our our. Um, our criteria a little tighter than than it was this year and previous years but it's just like i said just learning lessons you know you learn to see these signs that people have i always say that i will we'll never take somebody seriously in, in business wise if they uh if they cheat on their wife or significant other especially if they have kids like if i know that they do i'll always just keep them at a certain distance because if somebody's willing to do that to somebody that's laying with them and, you know, physically having acts with them and sharing intimate moments and even a child and they're still disrespecting them, like, that person has uh, has no morals. Which is fine. That's cool. They could live the whatever way that they decide to live life is on them. 100% that's on them. They could live it however they want. But it's to me to make my decisions about the situations I get into in life. And I'll never trust somebody with the with the opportunity of bringing me down in some sort of way. Because I just know that they don't have the same morals that I have. And morals are big, guys. You, you, you should really focus on that and focus on, on your core self and... Uh, seeing who you are as a person, you know, and when I say these things, I, I'm not really trying to like, be holier than thou and, and show you guys like you should do what I do. Most of this is just me saying it. So I'm saying it out loud. So I hear it again. So it just uh, reinforces kind of my thoughts. You know what I mean? You got to keep dialing in and you got to keep being the best person that you can be your best self. I know that's like a, a funny little meme kind of thing right now that all these girls from Love and Hip Hop want to say, but you should build your foundation of yourself and who you are as a person. And after that's built, nobody could ever do anything that will that will harm you, that will damage your name, that will make you feel any other sort of way. You you need to be control of all of your feelings and all of your emotions and and you're the one that is in control of that nobody else so we've we've uh 
had a lot of encounters this year of people that we thought that we could count on, people that we thought that were friends, but they ended up showing their true colors. And, you know, I appreciate them. I appreciate the lesson that they did teach us. And I appreciate them showing us that we should never fuck with them again. And it's like, it's a skill. It's definitely a skill, just like playing basketball or soccer. You know, you practice and practice and practice. Of course, we've had this happen in the past, but the signs get a little more faint. Some people are a little better at hiding them. You know, some people have ulterior motives and you just got to catch on to those motives and and see what why they're really around, you know, see what they really want. And it's wild. If, if, if you look at it as a sad thing, it'll definitely bum you out. It'll definitely bum you out. But you have to detach emotions from it. You have to be able to detach your emotions from anything that isn't worth worthy of having your emotions. And those times that you would have had together, whether it's, it's, ex-friends or ex-business associates or whatever just somebody that you thought you were cool with and then you're not cool with them no more you don't look back at the whole time that you knew these people and um sorry guys i got cut off i'm trying to record this right now and the camera it's far away but it's it popped up something and it's not recording anymore and this shit's only been like five minutes i don't know what the fuck like these cameras can't record that long or what and i knew that shout out to christian loza from can i be he's the one that put me on to he's the one that put me on to all this podcast stuff all the equipment um the recordings what, what we have to do to even set up a podcast uh because i was actually on his podcast which is the how it's done podcast you guys should really check it out it's on itunes and uh all the places you can find podcasts how it's done. I did an episode with him. He came to the shop and he brought all his equipment and we recorded and stuff. And it was really cool because I've always wanted to be in podcasting. I've always wanted to do a podcast. I just listen to podcasts every single day. And when he came and we did it and I just seen how easy the setup was, I was kind of hooked. And he's definitely the reason that I'm doing this podcast. So shout out to him. You guys should definitely check out his podcast. Um, there's the episode that me and him did together. He did an episode with Big Mike. Um, he did an episode with Dave Torme from uh, Can I Beat as well. Uh, who else did he do it with? I forget who. I think he did it with Helcyon. Anthony Helcyon. I think he did an episode with him, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Helcyon's a fucking beast, man. Shout out to Helcyon. If you guys haven't seen him, damn, I'm just giving everybody shout out today. Today's shout out Friday, everybody. Helcyon is a fucking beast, man. You guys should go to his video and check out like one of his old Tuner Evo um, recap videos or something. I think the best one that I've seen was Tuner Evo like 2016, uh, Daytona Beach, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Big Mike's in it. Let me actually look it up real quick because I want you guys to see this one because this is the one that Big Mike actually put me on to. He's the one that put me on to Halcyon. And I guess this um I guess this uh this video that he did, a recap of uh Tuner Evo, it got nominated for an award and he got like flown out to Paris or some crazy shit like that. Let me see. Damn, these are all pretty sick, dude. His his videos are fucking dope. 
should check them out though. But this one that I'm talking about, let me see, Halcyon. I can't. I can't talk and type at the same time. <laughs> it's weird. I, I want to practice that. That's a skill that I want to get good at is being able to practice or being able to talk and text at the same time with it still sounding good, you know. Um, I don't know. You, you'll just have to find it. But it's a really, really good video. At the end, there's like a, a real a, emotional part in it. It's not that one and that's where big mike did the voiceover on it and he killed it man helcyon's a fucking beast because i'm i'm really into video editing as well i mean when i say i'm into it i i like the skill that it takes and i i appreciate it and i wish i can do it as good as he can do it and um just a lot of the things that he does and the videos and the transitions and just knowing how like how to get the best shot, how to paint that, the whole picture even in your head. That stuff is amazing, man. So you guys got to check him out. Helcyon on YouTube. Check out his YouTube video. He has Instagram and stuff like that. But speaking, of, uh, speaking of Florida, we're going to be in Florida next year. That's actually going to be, is it going to be our first? No, it's probably going to be like our second show in Florida. Yeah, it's going to be the second show of the year. I think it's going to be the first show that we're even going to have a booth at. So this is going to be in uh, Orlando, Florida for IBOC Meet. So IBOC Meet is going to be in Florida at UTI on the 20... Ah. Sorry, guys, I'm waiting for the fucking coffee to kick in. You know, waiting for the coffee to kick in. Let me see. Shout out to to, to Big Ryan at Ibach. He's always on his grind, you know. But he, oh, they do have another meet. So let me tell you about Florida first. Let me see. Here it is. Let's see. Florida. Okay. So it's going to be a two-day event. So the first day is going to be on the 27th of April. And the 28th of April is going to be uh, at the track at The Firm. So it's a uh, it's some time attack track out there, and they're gonna have a meet out there. So uh, Saturday is gonna be at UTI, and Sunday is gonna be at the firm at the track. So that's April, last weekend of April, guys. Make sure you set your uh, set your calendar, set your alarm, tell your mom to remind you. Write it on that big ass calendar that she has in the kitchen. The big ass, you know the big one. Write it on that shit so it's permanent. But then we also have another one. This is the throwback. And this is the second one, the throwback event. And this is January 20th. And this one is at the Eibach facility in Corona, California. If you guys don't know, the Eibach meet was started at the Eibach facility. And uh, those were the days, man. Those were Those were awesome days. Those have a lot of uh those 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 days have a lot of memories, man. I remember the first time I ever went. It was in two thousand eight. I didn't even have a Honda. Well, I had a Honda. It was an eighty six hatchback, but it was a super hoopty. It wasn't even fixed up or anything. I didn't even do anything to it. Right. 
rather than like a system. I think I had a system in it, if I'm not mistaken. So I was slapping. But 2007 is when I moved back from Nevada to uh, Oxnard. So in 2008, it was um, the Eibach meet. And I, if I'm not mistaken, it was both Gary and Raul, both my buddies, uh, Gary and Raul, Raul's from Checkered Sports. They drove down from Nevada to go to the Eibach meet in, uh, what car was it? I forget what car it was. Could have been Raul's, uh, YEG that he had back in the day, the KEG with the door panels had vape print on them. It could have been that car. But yeah, they, they were coming down to the meet, so I drove down just to hang out with those guys because I hadn't seen them for a while. And I drove down to the meet, and we just hung out, and it kind of like sparked my interest in the whole show thing of uh, the Honda community. Because everything else I did before was just on forums. Not that much in person. You know, I would go to the races here in Oxnard, but... Uh, it wasn't even that heavy with Hondas. It was a bunch of other stuff too. So I went to that meet. I checked out the cars and it like sparked my interest. So then the next year, so that was maybe May or so 2008. So in January 2009, that's when I finally got my right hand. But the planning of it started even way before that. I think I put the deposit for the right hand maybe in October or something like that, September. Um, I put a deposit on it with uh, George George Montes from back in the day. It was G-Speed, but now it's George from uh, Mushi Mushi. And I'm not sure if George is still out here in L.A. or if he's in Vegas because he would always go back and forth to Vegas. He might be, he might be in Vegas, but shout out to George. He... Um, they would put up the cars on the website and it would be like a stocky G, stocky K or whatever. And it'll say how much and when it should be here. So at first, I wanted the, the car that I have now, the right-hand drive. And I put the deposit on it. Dude, guys, dead ass, 100%. This car, the shell was 3000 bucks. just how it is. The paint was, if you guys remember the car from back in the day, the paint was crispy still. The whole, it had the whole interior, um, just no engine. It was the shell, obviously, but that shit was crisp. I would pay 3000 for it at a drop of a dime right now. Just imagine, guys, getting like a crispy ass EG from Japan, just some dude selling it. Like, oh yeah, I don't want this car. They bring that shit to the U.S., take out the motor, and sells the shell. So I put three thousand, or I put a deposit on the shell, and that's just for for them to hold it for me. And I'm just waiting. And then a few weeks pass or something, and another car pops up. It's an EK, a silver EK. I'm like, oh shit. I don't know why I wanted to go with an EK instead of an EG. I, I think in my head I just thought like, oh, it's newer. Let's just do that car instead. So I told George, hey, can I move my deposit to that car? Is that cool? And he's like, yeah, no problem. So I moved it to the EK. And then I uh, 
we're waiting, we're waiting, and come January, the car's coming in a certain day. All right, this car's going to be here this day. Come through. All right, cool. So I would go to um, G-Speed. G-Speed was off the 105 in Norwalk. I think even if I remember correctly, the exit was Roscoe. You exit Roscoe, you go all the way down, and you make a ride on some shit. And back there was G-Speed. And you go in there, guys, and it's like JDM heaven. Just right hands everywhere. Crazy-ass cars I've never even seen before. Wagons and vans and trucks. Like compact trucks. <laughs> it was crazy. So I go in there, and uh, George shows me the car. And how they how they bring these cars from Japan to the to the states in the containers, they have to like strap them down or what have you. And I guess that car wasn't strapped down good enough, and it ended up getting damage on the roof. So I was kind of bummed out, man. I seen I'm like, ah, no, nah, I can't get it, dude. Like damage on the roof. I'm not trying to deal with that headache right now. I'm like, ah, yeah, man, I'm sorry, dude. Like, nah. And he understood because he, he didn't expect me to take that car with the with the fucked up roof, you know? So we're walking, and then I see the EG, the right hand. And I say, hey, man, is this uh, is this one still available? He's like, yeah, that's the one that you were first going to get. I said, oh, shit. So I'm checking it out, and this shit is cherry, man. Super, super crispy. Very little dings here and there. The paint, for what it was, the paint was probably like, I would say like an 8 out of 10. I'm telling you guys, if you remember the car back in the day, I didn't get a paint job until 2012. If I'm not mistaken, the right hand, I didn't get it painted until 2012. So if you've seen it between from 9 to 12, that was just the OEM paint job that it had. Um, granted, it was painted before. So it wasn't the OEM paint job, but it, it, I don't know how the hell they painted it, but that shit looks super good, man. So before we dive into that, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors. Yo, what's up, fool? Make sure you check out Downstar for all of your dress-up needs. Get it popping over here. We have all the kits for the K-Series, the B-Series, the transmission, the mounts, the engine, the Toro, baby. We have the hardware for the seats, for the stereo. We got it for the speakers. We got it for the lug nuts. We got it for the air valves. We got it for everything, dog. So you make sure you hit us up at downstarring.com or you call us up, fool. You can even text us, lame, 818-937-3472. Just shoot us a text and tell us what's up, dog. I need some fucking boss in this bitch hit us up downstarting.com hey and if you got an instagram slide in our fucking dm at downstar wait hit up the homie frank underscore downstar he's the one that takes care of all the dms hit that level up and shoot him a message and he'll get you all taken care of real nicely the japanese dudes get fucking down out there they painted the shit out of this car. But it wasn't a color change. It was still the same color. You could just tell like faint little things that the car was painted. So I got the car and uh, checking it out. And you know what really, really got me, guys? Was the bronze tint glass. This, this sounds so dumb, you know? 
the bronze tint glass when I seen it. I, th I think it was just because it was in the warehouse. Just picture this warehouse like it, the um the level of Tony Hawk Pro Skater One, where number episode one is or uh, level one is of the warehouse. It's so, just something like that, and the lights just coming in through the dirty windows, and just looking at the car, and then you see like the bronze tin, and they looked a lot more bronze inside of there, and it just it was sick. So I told him, "Hey, can I get this car?" And so he's like, "Yeah, no problem." So I ended up getting the right hand. And side note, the right hand had this legit ass tint, guys. I'm telling you, if you guys remember this car from back in the day, you know what I'm talking about. The back windows had a tint. But the tint was like a mesh. You know what when you have uh when you have kids and you put that the suction cup thing on the window and you pull it down and it's like a little screen and it has a bunch of holes in it. Um it was like that. I don't even know what kind of tint it was or or anything like that. Um Ash just text me. 24 minutes, 24 minute break. Oh, this is going good. So it had a bunch of holes in it. And so you can see, you can see out, but it's kind of hard to see in. It was really tight tint. If anybody listens to this, if you know what I'm talking about and you know where to get it from, let me know. Cause that shit was so cool, man. It it was it was one of the most unique things about this car because people would always um ask me about it. Where'd you get the tint? Where'd you get? It? I'm like, I don't know, man. It came on the car from Japan. I still don't work, know where they got it from. But one year, uh, Rudy and I were headed to Week Fest, and from here to Frisco is about six hours or something like that when you're driving a, a a lowered honda just feels like a lot longer you know loud exhaust and status seats and shit and you're just like ah oh, you're just on a wild ride for a long time and we left early in the morning cold outside we went through some weather in frisco too it was raining a lot on the way we didn't have the windows down, so there was a lot of moisture inside the car. And what ended up happening was our canopy. The um the edge of the canopy was just rubbing against the window. Just rubbing against it. And since it was moist, it rubbed a hole into the tint. And I was so bummed out about it, man. Sucked. I mean, there there was a couple little blemishes on it, but they were really small. It wasn't anything big. But then when that happened, you're talking probably like a cutie's tangerine size hole in the tent, and it just ruined it for me. It just it lo it looked chunty, you know. I didn't want to be driving around going to shows and things like that. Especially, I was really on my car show shit back in the day, so I I didn't want to uh, have that that whole showing fucking bum it still bums me out to this day I, I like forgot about it and uh so one day i just said you know what fuck it 
just got a razor and started ripping it off and cleaning it. And I mean, it does look good. The 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 rear windows look a lot more bronze. And I'm just looking at it right now. It, it does look crispy, but it looked crispy with that tin. I'm telling you guys, it looked fucking sick because it wasn't like the windows were all blacked out. It just it it looked cool. Maybe I could find some old pictures of it. I think I have. I I think I do have an old picture of when I was uh at my first show was Nisei. And I know I had it back in the day. But we've been through some shit, me and this car, man. This car is literally the reason for the business. Like I said, I bought this late January. It's probably like January 23rd, if I'm not mistaken. January 23rd, 2009, when I got this car. Brought the car home, and the first thing I did, I just washed it. Because it was dirty. It was just, it was literally a junkyard car. And junkyard cars in Japan are a lot different than here. I'm pretty sure it was a private sale, but still, either way, it was just a, a junker. The dude didn't want it no more. So I got the car back home, washed it, and I'm just like, damn, this paint is not bad at all. Crispy, man. Made it, made it look clean inside, vacuumed it out. Gives you a fresh canvas, you know, it, it makes you comfortable with your workspace and what you're about to do, and it, it's the less clutter. So if you guys are building a car, that's probably one of the best pieces of advice that I can give you is just make sure everything is organized and labeled and bagged, and um, it just makes reassembly a lot easier. Go through it. Okay, I need this. I don't need this. I don't, I need this. I don't need this. Just get rid of whatever you need. So that night... Brought the car home, washed it, and I just started going to work on the engine bay, ripping out shit that I didn't need. I never even did a swap on a on a Civic before. So a lot of the stuff I was texting Raul. I was like, hey, bro, do we need this bracket? He's like, no, go ahead, chop it. Do you need this? No, chop it. So I'm just taking it apart, taking it apart. If NWP didn't lose their server that first time, we would have all this stuff. Let me actually, I'll Google it real quick because I had... I had a thread on there that was pretty legit, and it had um, a lot of old-ass pictures. But if you guys don't remember, back in the day, NWP, something happened, and they lost the entire server. NWP for life, and it was like, oh boy, something. Bolt boys, but 7th Gen Honda, what the fuck? That's crazy when you Google your shit and see what pops up. Let me check this out. Oh, wow. This is funny, dude. Let me read this shit. Hello, my name is Frank. I own a 92 EG6 SIRS. Photo bucket. I also have my own company, Downstar Inc. I sell dress-up bolt kits. Bolt boys. Nice to meet you. That was my intro. What the fuck? Wow, this is nuts. <laughs> oh, man. Seventh gen. I didn't even know I was on. I don't even know what a seventh gen Honda is. Is that like an EK or something? Anyway. What the fuck was I talking about? See what happens when I want to look some shit up. But the old thread got deleted. 
I had a bunch of old pictures on it, just me diving into it, doing the, the fuse box tuck. Sorry, guys. I'm getting my breakfast cliff bar. It's not as early as usual, but it's all good, man. It's Friday. Friday, Friday. Shout out to everybody out there. Hope you guys had a good week. Hope you guys have a good weekend. I know a lot of people are going to be stressing about shopping for presents because this is the last weekend that we have. Mall is going to be bananas. Um, I don't think I have much gifts to give anymore. We got to figure it out. But I told Ash that this weekend I want to work on the Chevelle. So I'm going to spend some of my time tomorrow working on the Chevelle. I know I got so sidetracked on what I was talking about on the EG. But we just have a lot of memories, me and this car. We've grown together a lot. We've gone through a lot of changes, evolved. It's awesome, man. But this car is literally the reason for the, biz for the business. I think I did an episode earlier in the podcast that, that talks about how we... Uh, how Downstar started. If you guys want to check that out, go ahead and do so. But I love the car. I'm sure you guys love your cars too. It's a dope feeling. Speaking of cars, last night, I finally put on the new wheels for the M4. So I got these wheels, fuck, I would say at least two months ago. I got these wheels from my buddy, um... I'm probably not going to say his name because I don't know if thirty-two. So I got these wheels from my buddy Fernando probably about two months ago. It was maybe something like that. I don't remember the exact date or whatever, but I just had him chilling here because I was just busy with a bunch of shit and the wheels had curb rash and I didn't feel like taking on that project at that certain time. So I just had him chilling. And at the same time, I ended up getting um, KW suspension for them for. So shout out to KW, huge shout out to them. The suspension is so legit. I ended up getting the V3 suspension for it. And that chilled for a while, too. I had that chilling for maybe two two to three weeks just because I didn't have no time to put it on or anything like that. So I ended up getting the suspension put on. The car dumped way lower than I thought it was, so it looked fucking sick. So it kind of motivated me a lot more to get these wheels on because I wanted to see what it was going to look like. So I finally took the wheels to get the tires taken off so I can go... Uh, get them refinished, repowder coated, fix the lips and shit like that, whatever, you know. I take the wheels to LA to my joint in LA and these fools want to charge me double than they charged me before. I said, what kind of shit is that, dude? Last time I paid 50 bucks. You want to charge me a hundred bucks now? You're just powder coating these wheels and fixing the lip. The last wheels, you polished the whole fucking shit. Like what kind of sense is that? That don't make no damn sense. How's polishing going to be half off of powder coating? Nah. I was irritated. I was so fucking irritated. 
I said, never mind. Give me my wheel. Went back home, and I'm just, like, pissed off. So then I go into the garage at the shop, and I'm looking at the wheel. I'm like, you know what? This ain't shit, dude. I just start fucking around, sanding it. Sanding the lips. And they came out fucking legit. They came out so good. I ended up fixing all the curb rash on all the wheels. And it took me like an hour, if that. First, you first I hit it. This is probably dangerous, but I got a good flick of the wrist, you know. I hit it with a grinder. I have a, a it was probably like 120 grit or something like that on the grinder grinded it out took off all the big stuff and then i came in with the hand sanded it cut it down with like 60 and then just brought i I didn't even have much sandpaper around i was just testing it out and it ended up coming out really good so i got the wheels i got the lips finished and to be honest i was at the point of like you know what fuck this I don't even care. I'm going to rattle can it, whatever. I just want these on. Because there's that part of me, always, there's that part of me that's just like, man, fuck this, dude. Let's just do this shit. And there's the other part of me, I'm like, are you fucking serious, bro? Dumbass fool. I'm going to fucking rattle can these. Why'd you even buy them anyway? So, I ended up getting the wheels for a thousand bucks. They're raised gram lights, extreme 57s, 19s. I forget the width, but they're wider than a motherfucker. They're wider than the sock ones. With tire. The tire is good. Some hand-cooked tires. They still have a lot of meat on them. So I got those for a 1000 bucks. Took them to uh, America's Tire. Had them take off the tires. 40 bucks right there. So for 1040 I take them to LA. Those was want to be fucking lames. Come home, start sanding them. I had the sandpaper and shit, so I really didn't pay for nothing for that. Sand them down. And then I hit up my boy Gino. Because Gino's got the plugs, man. Gino from Vader Works. He knows somebody that can do everything. If not, if he can't do it, like he's a beast himself. So I hit up Gino. I said, hey, bro. Do you know anybody who does uh, refinishing of wheels? He's like, yeah, I do gas powder in um, Simi Valley. I think it's gas powder or gas powder coat. Let me let me look it up because uh, my guy was pretty good. Gas powder. So just one word on Instagram is gas powder. So I'm checking out their Instagram, right? And they have a lot of nice pictures. They do a lot of nice stuff. It's it's not like it's not like a, a general powder coating place where if you're a cabinet maker, you send your cabinets there and they'll powder coat them for you or whatever, you know. He specializes in uh automotive pieces, motorcycle pieces and things like that. So I was going to take it to um to a powder coating place here in Oxnard that I would always have used before, like when I rebuilt the ruckus and things like that. When I did the ruckus, like that, uh, like the diamond blue color, I took it over there and they did a cool job, you know. But uh, 
I asked them for a quote and they wanted like 125 a wheel. I'm like, bro, get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, you think I'm an idiot? I'm going to pay 500 bucks for you to powder coat these wheels. Fuck out of here. So that's when I hit up Gino. He told me about gas powder and see me. Called the guy up and he was a cool dude. Um, He broke it all down for me. He was like, we're going to do this. This is how much it is. And you could kind of tell in his voice that he was just like a no bullshit kind of dude. But that he knew what the fuck he was talking about. And that's tight. I love talking to people that know what they're talking about. Especially in their field that they're working in. Like, dude, I need to get this shit done. Can you do it? Yes, I could do it. Can you pay? Yep, I could pay. Let's fucking do it. Boom. So we set up. I'm like, all right, cool, man. I'll roll through tomorrow. And you know how that is. When you say I'll roll through tomorrow, they're like, okay, yeah, whatever. We'll probably never see this dude. But uh, yeah, tomorrow came through. I I went to the shop. And even when I got there, I could just tell like, like his personality that he was just like, boom, let's get you done. Okay, I don't have time for talking. Let's get you done. All right, cool. Respectable, you know. Went in there. But then after I started talking to him, I forget his name. I I apologize. But um. He's just a cool-ass dude, you know? He's just same thing as me. He found his niche. He's doing his hustle, and he gets shit done. So the wheels ended up actually being 420 if I'm not mistaken. I paid 420 for them to get refinished. But the job he did was fucking crispy, guys. So good. These wheels look just like they came from the factory. The lips look good, just everything, the inside barrels, no runs, it's just sick. So we went with like kind of like a flat satin-ish kind of, it'll match the graphic on the side of the of the M4. So yesterday I got the wheels, actually the day before I got the wheels, and uh, I was trying to figure out where to get them put on and things like that. And Ash is just like, you just bring them to my work. I'll have my guy put the tires and the wheels on together. I said, all right, cool. That's fucking dope. Because I know that these dudes are working on BMWs all day. That they they have to take extra care of the wheels. Because they can't give you wheels with even a small little scratch. BMW customers are fucking nuts, guys. And they'll bitch about everything. And, uh. So I said, all right, cool. Can we do it tomorrow? Oh, yeah, let's set it up. So we we set it up, and uh, I dropped off the wheels and the tires at Ash's work yesterday, and then I ran to the valley because I had to go pick up anod- or I had to go drop off anodizing. And hopefully today it's done because I got to go pick it up. I don't like to be driving, but I have the M4 now looking crispy, so I don't mind driving right now. But on my way back, she calls me up and she's or she texts me and she said the wheels are done. So I go pick up the wheels. We put them in Dusty, which is Dusty's the um, our Altima. And it looks a little crunchy right now because Nissan really didn't think about having clear that would last more than 10 years. So all the clear is bubbling up on the whole car for some fucking reason. But that motherfucker moves still. It's fast. It's fast. I don't know how, but it is fast. And it's nice. I mean, it has push to start and it has like 
that's pretty much the most luxury thing it has but it's clean it doesn't smell or nothing it doesn't have holes or it's a clean car it was ash's first car that she ever got and she bought that car herself and then uh we ended up when i when we got the uh hrv then we gave that car to my mom because my mom didn't have a whip and then uh, a few years later back my mom ended up copying another whip and uh, she gave back the Altima, which it hit at a perfect time because I was whipping the M4 everywhere and I would put mad miles on it. Right now it's at like 33,000 miles, if I'm not mistaken, 33,000 miles. So I put fucking hella miles on it, but this is the best miles I ever put in my life. That car is amazing. So um, throw the wheels in dusty come back home and you know how it is when you have a new car part you're just like i can't wait i can't wait time just slows down i had to come back to the shop drop off the wheels and then i had to uh, run to my pad get the m4 and then i had to go to the bank and just had to go do other shit i'm just like all i want to do today this is all i want to do is put my wheels on just let me just let me put my wheels on leave me alone just let me put all i want to do is just put my wheels on just leave me alone please let me just do my fucking wheels that's it right get back to the shop start working on it and everything's going good i'm always waiting for that one thing to go to, to go wrong like oh shit it's not a, a 19 socket it's not a 17 socket what is it a 16 and a half or some some stupid rare ass shit that maybe just bmw just threw like a whatever curveball and then another one of my concerns was maybe it was going to be too low that these wheels are going to rub because if we went from like one or 285s if i'm not mistaken and to 305 so these ones are wider put that shit on and then uh my guy comes to talk to me and we end up talking for like 20 minutes i'm like fuck i'm having a good conversation with my guy because me and him never get to talk but then the other part of me is like, I want to fucking put my wheels on. Fuck, man. Let me do my shit. Not at him. At just the situation, you know. Just fucking put my wheels on. So. Finally put them on. Stupid crispy. I was concerned with the rear. But the front... I don't know if the, the offset's better than the stocks or whatever. Well, they pretty much flushed out the front. And then the rears, it looks so fucking good, guys. It looks like I tried, you know? <laughs> and I really didn't try. I just came up on this deal and made it happen. Put the wheels on. Put my lug nuts on. Guys, I bought these Tycori lug nuts back in June or July. Those motherfuckers are worth like over 700 bucks. It's like 700 bucks without the logos on them. And I think it's like 150 more to get the logos etched on. But I got titanium lug nuts from Ty Corey. They're like a big uh, BMW, Porsche, Lambo, like that kind of company. Gangster ass shit. And I got Charlie. I had met him at um, Beamer Fest. Beamer Fest 2016, if I'm not mistaken. Or 2017. I forget. But we ended up talking. 
fucking cool ass dude, man. The products he makes are legit. The lug nuts, so, so fucking baller. So I ended up buying a set from him. And uh, I just had him chilling. I had them chilling from, um, it was like June or July 2017 till now. So I finally have the chance to put the lugs on. Open the box and they're just all divided in, in a foam. And they just look crispy. He wrote a note for us and they're in everything. Put the wheels on. Put the lugs on. Just going slow. Make sure everything is grabbing right. Nothing's cross-threading. Just mounting it up. Even when I'm putting the wheels up, I'm going slow so they don't hit the calipers. Making it look nice. Made sure he put um, black weights on the inside when he balanced the wheels. So that's not showing. Um, the valve stem caps. I actually had brand new raised uh, valve stem caps in black. Put those on. Tighten it up. And damn, they look fucking crispy, man. The only problem is that the, the rubber is uh, it's used. So it's not brand new. So it was dirty. So I actually got to wash the car and make it look a little crispy. Wash the wheels and shit. I might do that right now because my car wash guy, I don't know what the fuck's up with him. He's not even texting me back anymore. And this fool texts me on a random ass time. It's like 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock on a Wednesday. It's like, need a car wash? I'm like, dick, I'm not going to need a car wash. It's almost dark right now. What's really good? And then sometimes I'll be like, okay, cool. Can I get a car wash? Yeah, I'll be there at 1. And it's like 12 o'clock. It's like, hey, man, sorry, I can't come. Can we do it tomorrow? Like, yeah, tomorrow's cool. What time? 8 o'clock? What the fuck? Who the fuck gets a car wash at 8 o'clock, dog? You got me fucked up. Don't call me. I'll call you. So I haven't even got the M wash in a minute. So I might have to take my lazy ass out there and wash the car. But when I wash it, I kind of like take a little longer, you know, get into it, get the details, get the toothbrush and fucking get intimate with the car, you know. Start rubbing her down and touching her in all the places that she likes to be fucking touched. Next thing you know, five hours later, I got things to do, man. I got to be chilling here all day washing this fucking car. Even right now, I got a lot of shit I got to do, but I want to get this podcast out. Because I wanted to let you guys know that tonight is the Downstar Christmas party. <sighs> Once again, guys, tonight is the Downstar Christmas party. <laughs> Uncle Nick? What the fuck is Uncle Nick? Damn, I meant to do the... That's not it either. Man, this app sucks. If you guys know a better... Uh, soundboard app let me know where's it where the fuck is the oh here it is downstar christmas party tonight we're going to ruth's chris guys i'm about to grub tonight this is our annual thing downstar christmas party it's gonna be legit dress up nice have a collar and get some soup some, uh, what is it, the uh, lobster bisque soup, crispy-ass bread. They bring the butter, and the butter shaped like a seahorse. You know, I don't know how the fuck that they do it, but so nice. Seashells, and then we'll get some uh, lobster mac, 
What else? Mashed potatoes. We're going to fucking grub savage tonight. So I'm super excited for that. Downstar Christmas party tonight. Ruth's Chris. So we just got to go get this day done. Get everything taken care of in the day. Hopefully make the car look crispy. I don't want to be going out there with a crunchy looking car. I got to make it look crispy, you know. So I might even have to wash it. And head to the shop right now. Alex, Alex is at the shop taking care of business, but I'm, I need to head to the shop, make sure everything's good. I, I'm going to actually hit up anodizing right now, see if the shit's ready, go pick it up. But it's going to be a good day, guys. It's going to be a good day, and um, I'm going to get back to this podcasting stuff, man. I know the days have been all over the place. We haven't missed two a week, which is good, but it hasn't been on the days that it's supposed to be and i'm trying man but it's just we got a lot of stuff going on and it's a lot to to squeeze in and i want to just stick to this but we have a lot of other things going on so sometimes you can't go a hundred percent ham uh, on one one aspect of it and you can but it's just like i just went through a really stressful time with the whole bolt friday things and I'm ready for life just to get back to normal, you know. Normal to me would be going to work, coming home, having dinner, spending time with the family, and then just chilling out and having a good time at night and then doing it all over again. I love that. I love life. I love the life that we live and the, the life that we love and the life that we love to live, you know. I love that. So I'm ready to get back to that. We got maybe a few more weeks until January where things get back to normal. We got to get New Year's out the way. We got to get Christmas out the way. And I don't want to make it sound like a bad thing, you know, but it's stuff that we have going on that uh, we can't just be chilling on. We got to make sure that we got gifts for all the kids and whoever is going to be there and make sure everybody has a special day. That's our job as parents. That's our job is to make sure these kids have a good day. And as the older uh, grandchildren of the family, now that we have kids, we have to make sure that our kids have this great of experience that we had when we were kids that our parents made for us. So that's what we're trying to do. It's not a, it's not an obligation and it's not something bad. It's just it's not time to chill yet, you know. So tonight will be a cool little break from that. Go have a nice dinner. This weekend we don't have anything planned, which is fucking so awesome. So stoked of that. We don't have nothing going. Probably go to the shop tomorrow for a few hours. Maybe go do a little shopping. I got to get a couple more things. And um, it's going to be a good time. So I'm sure a lot of you guys listening are going to be going through the same thing that we're going through. So just take it easy. Try to uh, remember what the holidays are for. And I'm looking forward to the time that we're just chilling at my parents' house. The whole family's there. And we're just having a good time. Loving life. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> we got a lot of stuff to do. This is going to be a short podcast. I can't top that, man. That's what life's about. You know, having good experiences, having a good time. Maybe I'll even take the podcast stuff to um, to my parents' house for Christmas. And me and the cousins, we could just post up and chill and just talk and have like, have a have a cool little podcast right there. I think that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, we'll do that. Let's do that. That that would be pretty cool, man. So shout out to all you guys right now listening. I really appreciate you guys. If you listen to this point, if you've come to the end of the episode and you're listening, I don't care how many it is. 
of you. Even if it's just one person, man, thank you. I really appreciate you. This is one thing that I really want to make happen. Um, I love podcasting. And I think it would be really fun to have it as like a second career doing podcasting. And that's what I'm trying to do. That's my goal for it. And I hope you guys enjoy it. I know these uh, earlier episodes are a little rough, but it's all good. It's that's that's how growing is. That's how progressing is. It's it's a little rough at the beginning and you have to bake. You have to be in the oven. You have to be baking and you have to be ready for when it's time to come, because if you're not, you're going to end up like designer. He didn't bake enough. Designer didn't bake enough. Kanye put him on way too quick. And that's the last we heard of him. So shout out to designer. Shout out to everybody baking right now. Keep baking, man. Don't rush it. Things will happen. Trust me. Trust me. You know how long it took to bake Downstar? But we baked a pretty good pie, man. It seems like everybody fucks with our pie, so... If you want to have that, if you want to have people fucking with your pie, pause. Just got to let it bake, man. Don't rush it. Life's a marathon. It's not a race. You know? Thank you guys once again, man. This is so dope. Even if nobody's listening, this is going to be so dope just to listen back in a year from now. I can literally go back to the day from a year past and just listen to this and see where I was, see where my mind was at, see what's going on. And like I always say, it's a form of time travel, even if you don't believe it or not. You have these memories in your head, and for these memories to be regenerated, it has to be sparked by something, whether it's a smell, a sound, uh, something visual, uh, um, a certain noise or whatever. Those memories will come back. And having these hour-long, two-hour-long podcasts, that's such a way to, to trigger so many things in your mind. When you'll start remembering things, you'll start remembering um, things that happen that you wouldn't remember if you didn't have those triggers. So you want to kind of leave as many breadcrumbs as you can now so in the future you could look back and you could follow those breadcrumbs and you can, uh, can kind of take a journey back because it's always good to look back and see where you came from I love looking back to see where we came from, and I love all the journeys that we went through. And I wouldn't change anything to this day. Not one thing, because if I did, it could jeopardize the reason. It could jeopardize the life that we have now, and I wouldn't jeopardize that for anybody, for anything. No money, no nothing. So thank you guys for listening. Once again, it's Frank Downstar, Downtime with Downstar. And we out.